nothing's going to force me to change. And to me, it's kind of like you're standing at the ocean and telling it to turn left. I love that live music. Not live, but pretty live. It was recorded live, but then we played it taped. I'm so confused right now, but I still love that damn theme music. And we're going to go ahead and welcome you to episode four of the Promo Upfront podcast, Party in the Back, the mullet of all podcasts. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the original good time player man, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the heck are you today? I am doing really well, really well. This week's been a blur. Uh, and I think, you know, we've, we've said that several times. I think you had sort of the blur week a couple of weeks ago during the launch and all that yeah. stuff. This week's been the blur week for me. I've done a bunch of speaking in a row. I've got more today. And yeah. it's like a little bit like this, but it's been fun. So I'm doing well. How about you, man? Good for you. Uh, just kind of coming down after Brandvocate week mm -hmm. um, and uh, getting some actual work done, which is good. Um, getting work done is always a good thing. You know what else is a good thing, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Thank you so much for knowing to ask. That'd be your good pals over at CommonSkew. That's right. They allow you to connect your team and streamline your workflow from anywhere. Yep. Not just everywhere, anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's that cloud-based software that allows you to run your entire promotional products distributorship from creating presentations to invoicing your clients and everything in between. It's for every aspect of running your distributor business. And I know you've been a big customer for a long, long time. And honestly, I don't think you'd be nearly as successful without it. No, I, you know, it's funny. I actually, in one of the talks I gave yesterday, I talked about common skew um, and about sort of the, one of the things that I was reluctant almost to use. And what, that was the sort of the CRM function and tracking right. my activities. And uh, it's one of those where I just felt like it was busy work. And then when I started implementing mm -hmm. that piece of the system, yeah. oh man, it made such a big difference in our sales process. And so it yeah, in, there, there are a bunch of different things we could talk about with CommonSkew, but yes, yeah. it helps you be more successful in the program. And I can tell you that CRM that they have is an actual module you can live in. We all talk about you should live in your CRM. Yes. That's a CRM module you can actually live in. So it helps you stay connected with your clients, stand apart from the competition and close more deals to dramatically grow your sales, which honestly, that's what we all want to do, right? We want to grow our sales, increase revenue, increase our profitability. So visit commonskew.com.com.com.com. <laughs> visit commonskew.com to learn more and join the community. I love it. I love You're it. You're not going to be sorry you did. You right? will not. You will not awesome. be sorry. All right, Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at a, at a reasonably high level today? <laughs> that seems like a good thing to shoot for. So one thing I want to suggest real quick before we jump into this, if you want to subscribe anywhere, um, if you just listen to the podcast, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. That's Apple, that's Google Play, that's Stitcher, Spotify. Just go do a search in there for Brandivate Radio. And then if you want to watch us on YouTube, we'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And that just go to YouTube and search Brandivate and you'll find it. You'll get all the podcasts and content that we do there. So having said that, a very shameless plug, I feel no shame. Let's talk about the promo up front 
topic today, and I have the topic. Kirby, let's talk about the counselor state of the industry report, which go ahead and cross that off your list. You don't need to talk about it. I've got it today. There we go. Look at you. (laughs) Got it on your computer, ready to roll. Right. First of all, before I get into this, I had a nice text exchange yesterday with Michelle Bell from ASI, who is the uh, editor over there. And she, I just, her team does such a ridiculously incredible, comprehensive job looking at the industry and being um, candid about it. I think it's very difficult sometimes to share the bad news. And there's some bad news in this report, folks. Um, And that shouldn't be too surprising to anybody. But I want to give a shout out to Michelle Bell and her team over there at ASI who do such a tremendous job every year putting this together. Um, They change up how it looks every year. It's not just wash, rinse, repeat. So just quick shout out there. So like they talked about everything. It was so comprehensive. Products, tech, sales, sourcing, markets, PPE, staffing. So here's some of the findings, and I just thought we'd discuss them. Sure. Mm -hmm. So the revenue in the industry that ASI reported uh, in 2019 was $25.8 billion. Mm -hmm. They are projecting for 2020 $16.8 $16.8 billion. That is a drop-off of 35%. Does that sound about right for you? Yeah, actually, it's funny. As I have this up because I figured we'd be talking about it. And um, yeah, I, I guess I, I wanted your take on it too. So mm-hmm. I, I thought it seemed, I was surprised. I was a little In bit surprised. Way? How were you surprised? I was surprised that the, the drop-off would be that significant. Not, and, and again, I'm not arguing with it, but it did catch my attention, a, 30, uh, a 35% drop. Now, that being yeah. said, much like everybody else, our sort of March, April, sure. May was uh, atrocious, right? It was 50% drop off. But for projecting for the whole year that we weren't going to have some sort of rebound, surprise, that surprised me a little. I mean, we're starting to see that, not enough right. to get cocky about it. But right. the idea that we wouldn't rebound as an industry a little bit more than that, that surprised me. Yeah, I actually thought it would be a little bit more, to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. it surprised me in the other direction. But I think the fact that so many distributors are selling PPE actually makes that number not as painful as we thought it would be. I really thought it'd be worse. Okay. I really did. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, and again, I'm just, I think we're all myopic in our own way, right? And so sure. we, um, we're starting to see normal orders, requests, that sort of thing come back. And so you right. know, I look at that and go, well, gosh, we're just we're still in it so yeah it, oh I, at the I end of the year maybe, maybe. i see maybe and, and that's I what think, i'm saying i think we're gonna be in it i think it's gonna be a wave up and down until uh, we either figure out how to live with this thing or there's a vaccine right so yeah. all right so they also said in the report they expect a wave of closures and acquisitions now we know there was a ton of acquisitions already happening in our industry i do think the covid uh, 19 pandemic will um, exacerbate and accelerate that. So I agree with that. Yes, and I also think, agree with that. And I also think there's gonna be a bunch of closures. I think the number I've used is going back to this 35%. Honestly, when people have asked me, you know, what do you think the future of the industry is? And, and I've said, I think you'll see about a 35% attrition, meaning people leaving the industry, businesses closing. I think you're going to see that just because there's not, I think people are going to, um, I, I think because of just, there's so many people selling the same products that, roughly the same prices to the same people. It was already a competitive landscape. 
And now you add this into it, it might be too hard for some people to compete. And if you're not adding additional services like what you do, more of a boutique service, more of a full service agency model, mm -hmm. you're going to find yourself standing at the back of the line and you may not be able to stay in the line long enough to uh, get to the front. Yeah, I might, and, and I think this is one of those moments where I might be being overly optimistic, but I think that the thing that will keep that from happening, I, I kind of think that that's high. Um, Could be, I, think, I mean, it's a I think shot the in the thing, dark. Yeah, no, it's fair. We're both just making yeah. wild ass guesses, right? Absolutely. Um, but I think that the thing that will keep the closure rate and the exodus from happening is the mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. Like, like I think that we'll see people coming together, those folks that aren't, that are struggling, I think they'll look for a, a safe haven to work with, maybe a distributor going to one of the big boys, a yeah. supplier combi combining. I think we'll see, that, that's sort of my we'll prediction. See. I think it's gonna be a lot of that. Well, I think, and that does also factor into attrition too. If, if, if company, you know, one company absorbs another, that, that uh, good point. selling company uh, ceases to exist. Yeah. All right, um, they, obviously there's gonna be thinned out offices and smaller staffs, much more work from home obviously there, but I think it was mm -hmm. worth the conversation. They think PPP, PPE is here to stay. I do too. You know, one of the things that is very interesting to me with this whole pandemic, and, and it's not talked about a lot, people talk about, well, when we get a vaccine for this, things will be fine. Mm -hmm. There is no guarantee we're getting a vaccine for this, folks. There's no vaccine for the flu. There's no vaccine for a lot of, there's no vaccine for AIDS. There's no vaccine for a lot of viruses out there. Yes, I'm optimistic. I think we will but there's also a possibility we don't. And so I do think PPE is here to stay. Just like the people who lived through the Great Depression, their world experience was altered from that moment, those moments going forward. So how they saved money, how they trusted or didn't trust banks, how they did trust or didn't trust stock markets, so on and so forth. I think this experience will affect our generation in the same way. So let's even say there is a vaccine. I think you're going to see a huge proliferation of people wearing masks at airports and in, ma in, in large uh, areas where people congregate. So I do think PPE is here to stay. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the idea, and, and again, same thing as many, it, it's going to evolve. I mean, we're yep. so new really into this. Um, yep. But yeah, I agree. I think PPE is at least here to stay for the foreseeable future. And I'm, I'm yeah. with you on the vaccine, by the way. I mean, there is a vaccine, there, there's a vaccine for the flu, right? Yeah, but it's every everybody, yeah. everybody gets the flu. So, so I think that your point is exactly right. I think the, that, that uh, we are living in this time and it's going to be yeah. for a bit. All right. So they actually, so let's talk about a little bit of the positivity okay. uh, because there's some positive things in the report. Um, some opportunities, um, healthcare and safety, obviously. Education, obviously, it's different. Everybody's educational experience will be different in the next probably 12 to 24 months than it has been for, for decades. Yeah. Uh, manufacturing and distribution, construction and finance and insurance. So there are still opportunities out there where people are buying promotional products. And the one I, I didn't see in there now, granted, it was such a robust report. It might be in there buried somewhere, but I couldn't read every word. It was just so much. And I do want to sit down and really read it. So shame on me if I'm about to be redundant because um, I never want to be the redundant man of redundancy never. Uh, ever. Um, so one of the things I do think there is, is creating virtual, you know, with all the virtual conferences going on, I think there's a real opportunity. The only way to really connect is through promotional products because people aren't shaking hands. They aren't having that cocktail together. It is such a great way to truly connect is thoughtful, intentional 
purposeful promotional merchandise. So that's an opportunity as well. Yeah, I, it's funny. We had a conversation um, yesterday. You know this. We have a 10 o'clock meeting every day for our yep. sales team and our team. Um, and one of our sales team members was saying, look, I'm looking through the rest of the year and several of the, a lot of my customers' events aren't happening. So my sales are probably going to be down. Right. And I, am, I had sort of a visceral reaction to that right. to say, no, not necessarily. First of all, <laughs> we are the stories we tell ourselves and the actions right. we take upon it. So we need right. to, that's, that's part one. But part two is I think, no, the, we need to look at it from the idea that the events that our customers go to market with are not happening. So they have a hole to fill. They have a problem to solve Absolutely. and we need to look at it differently. Right. And it's, that's, that, that's the people who are going to succeed. I think it's all about the optics. Kirby. <laughs> it's how you look at it. All right. Um, and then they had a real cool section, which I thought, uh, I thought was really cool lessons from the 2008 recession, which is probably the one thing we can mm -hmm. all, if we lived through it in this industry, we can look back to and say, okay, what, what can we learn from that downturn in the economy to help us get through this? Um, keep prospecting. I think that's an obvious one, but yeah, you got to keep prospecting. People are buying. They're just buying differently. Yep. Um, I had a conversation with a client yesterday and he said, you know, it's hard because no one's buying and no one's marketing. I'm like, you're wrong. I'm going to call mm -hmm. bullshit on that. Yeah. People are buying. They're just buying differently and people are marketing. They're just not doing it in icky ways. So you just find a way to do it. All right. Yep. So keep prospecting, diversify your client base. That's something you should do all the time. But right now, if you had all your eggs in one basket, if you had all your eggs in the events basket, that's a tough one. Right. Um, prioritize your relationships. Watch your finances. That's something we should do all the time and we don't. Um, be compassionate. And then I decided to add one okay. that I didn't see. Again, it could be in the report. I didn't see it. So shame on me again, possibly. I like shaming myself. It's a public shaming. <laughs> um, be bold and don't be afraid to rebrand uh, transition your business, redefine your why. This is the perfect time, no matter if you're on the distributor side or supplier side, to decide who am I and what do I stand for, both as an individual and as an organization. There's been no, you know, no one likes, everybody who says, I hate change, what they really mean is, I hate change that's forced upon me. When I'm guiding the change, I'm all about it. Yeah. I love it. When I'm deciding I want to move to Florida, that's no problem. When my kids are mad because I'm telling them we're moving to Florida because I'm forcing change upon them. It's the same thing. So point. this COVID-19 pandemic has been forced upon us. Yeah. So no one likes it. And no, of course, no one likes it. What a stupid thing to say, but of course, no one likes it. How do you, can you use that? Because in every crisis there's opportunity and this is a truly phenomenal opportunity to really kind of narrow down, figure out what your why is, who you are and what you stand for and really kind of, get out of this in a, in a real positive way. And so I think that's a very important point. At least I thought so, or I wouldn't have written it down. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. And I think it's it kind of to, to tap upon that. I mean, obviously, like that was definitely something that we did, right? We kind of yep. looked in the mirror and said, what is it that we're all about? And then what are the things we said, hey, someday when we have time, we'll do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a great opportunity, whether that's rebranding, whether yeah. that's order, offering a new product initiative, whether right. for us, it was like, okay, we're kind of all about content. How can we double down on that? Create classes, right. create whatever. And um, those things don't pay off in day one or day two. No, no. But they're, they're long-term plays. And I think 
a time like this is the time to do it. No question. And so, and it, but there's still people who are like, I'm going to keep doing business the way I've done it. Nothing's going to force me to change. And to me, it's kind of like you're standing at the ocean and telling it to turn left. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah. You need to transition. You need to evolve. And this is a great time to kind of force yourself to get out of that comfort zone and evolve. So again, kudos to ASI. Yeah. Is there anything I missed you want to talk about with this? No, that was good. I mean, okay. you covered it so extensively. I was, I was surprised by a couple of things, but you, okay. yeah, you're right. They did a great job. They, they do such a great job. All right, Kirby, why don't we dive into the regular part of this podcast where you just bring up a topic and I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, cool. So uh, this might be a quick one. Okay. But we had covered the uh, LA apparel uh, yep. conversation and uh, LA apparel is back open. They apparently right. met um, the standards that they needed to meet. And uh, now they are back in business. Mm -hmm. What is your take on that? I, I assume if the good people in the LA health department said <laughs> that they are following uh, the guidelines that they've put in place, they should be open. I, I still, you know, again, when, when trouble and controversy follows a person around, uh, you know, generally it's that person. It's not yeah. just happenstance. So I don't know Dove. I've met him a couple times. I, I, I don't care for his business practices, at least what I'm aware of. Um, so I have no comment other than, okay, great, good. Let's hope that they actually follow it this time. I just find it horrific that uh, four people died and over 300 people got uh, the coronavirus. So uh, that, that to me, that sticks in my craw a little bit. And I think it should with everybody. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, in a world where we talk about promo cares and how, you know, so mm -hmm. many of us um, and so many of the folks who are a part of that initiative and many others are trying to make a positive difference by utilizing the promotional products industry, yeah. doing it, doing essentially the opposite. I think that's the reason that you and I find it very frustrating. I, we have I, the ability to make an impact and we're making one, yeah. but not in the right way. No, it's an impact. It yeah. is an impact. Speaking okay. of impact, Kirby, what's your favorite promotional product this week? Because we're at the time of this podcast where we like to share the product one of us is using. We, we can't live without it. What is the product you're using today? Okay, so you know I don't like winter. Kirby, <laughs> it is well documented. You do not like any temperature below 72 degrees. Yeah, that's right. I like summer. And so when I think of summer, I think of lakes. I think of pools. Yeah, think of beach oh, towels. Love the beach towel. A beach towel is what? what I just lost my headphones. But uh, you right. know, essentially, the a, a nice beach towel. They say the average lifespan is seven years. So, I'd say it's I'd say it's longer than that. Yeah, I, in, in my you, house, it's about thirty. <laughs> in my house, it's about twenty. I when I when I would do talks in front of end users, one of the examples I use is if you doubt the efficacy of a promotional product. I want you to close your eyes with me right now and picture your linen closet and you're about to go to the beach or the lake or the pool. What is the oldest beach towel you have? And what's fun, because I get to see the smiles on people's faces, they realize <laughs> how long they've had beach towels. And then I'll ask them, what are the brands of those beach towels? I bet each one of you can name the brands on them. And they can. Beach towel for its price is one of the most uh, uh, essential promotional products because the branding area is so huge and huge. nobody throws away a towel. Nobody throws one away and, and they shouldn't. They're, especially if you do a, a half quality towel yeah. and they're, they're, they're valuable for years and years and years. Just think if you did a two thirds quality of a towel, how long people keep it. I mean, <laughs> right. whoa, whoa. All right, Kirby. Um, 
I saw, I th- I saw this earlier this week. It, it bears mentioning. Okay. The world's biggest trade show, Computer Supplies Expo, mm. CSE, is going digital for 2021. Now, for those of you who don't know, CSE is, is in Las CSE Vegas. CSE or is it CES? CES. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> CES. Computer. <laughs> CES, folks. Hi. <laughs> I'm Bill Petrie, and I know what I'm talking about. All right. CES. Sometimes when you're typing these notes, because I, ta- I do take notes. Uh, yeah, so CES. Um, has decided to go digital for 2021. And for people who don't know, CES, Computer um, the computer uh, Electronics uh, Expo, it is so huge. It's the largest trade show, I believe, in the world, and it's certainly one, the largest one in Las Vegas. It's always the week before PPAI Expo. So the Computer Electronics Show, it's huge. It's enormous. Um, they're going digital. PPAI has been very forthcoming and saying, we're going to have the show. It's going to be 50% of a footprint. We're expecting 50% of people to show up. What does this mean for PPI Expo in your mind? Oh man, I think this, when I saw this, I, it was a big eyebrow raiser and you know this, like number one, I am, uh, I think like everybody, I'm excited to get back after it. I have been planning to attend PPAI. I know many people are, you know, flip-flopping about whether they want to do that or not, but I've been pretty much from the beginning. Yes, I'm going to be there. As a matter of fact, next week's going to be an interesting take, Bill, because OPA is doing Mm -hmm. an event, an in-person event this week. And I think if that goes, as we hope, safely and well, that will bode well toward PPAI. We have to figure out a way to do these events in person at some point. And so I definitely am still planning on being Mm -hmm. in attendance in Las Vegas PPAI, but that's a big, big announcement. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see a prayer that it happens, unfortunately. Um, to my opinion, I, I, I could be wrong, but man, when when CES shuts their doors, say we're not doing it, we're gonna do it all digitally. Man, I, I just can't see it happening. I just, you know, the momentum is not going in the right way for us to have that trade show. It's mm. just not. Um, and and I guess my biggest concern, you know, again, assuming PPAI does say we're, we're going to go digital or virtual this year for Expo. One of my biggest concerns, and it's something people aren't talking about, which just boggles my mind, with CES not going to Vegas, possibly PPAI not going to Vegas, which is one of the top three or four trade shows Vegas has every year, how are the prostitutes going to make a living this year? Are you seriously? No one is thinking about the adult sex worker. Oh, I think somebody's thinking about them. <laughs> that's uh, that's highbrow stuff, there, Bill. Uh, well, look, <laughs> I, I think we're an inclusive podcast. I'm joking, of course, <laughs> but I mean, I, I do. From an all, all seriousness, um, I I don't know if we're going to have an expo. My gut tells me we don't. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope yeah. the, is it the sales safari at Kalahari? Is that next week? That's, that is correct. That is correct. And I hope it goes well. And, and look, I hope I'm wrong. I, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. And I think PPAI should hold out as long as they can before they have to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I was shocked when CES or CSE, um, when, when both organizations, CSI. yeah, when, when all three organizations decided to go digital this year, I thought that was a pretty, pretty big news. Pretty, pretty big news. Oh, that's funny. That all right. One. Do you have another topic for us, Kirby? Okay. Really quickly. Um, yeah. before we get to the party in the back. So, yes, sir. Mullet. So I was thinking about, um, you know, like, I think a lot of people who create content, I pay attention to uh, the analytics of, so if I write a blog, what is the readership? Yeah, and if I uh, do a post, what are the likes? And, you know, I've sort of made a shift in some of the content we're creating for our, for the Hossman marketing website. And in doing so, you've got to sort of give yourself grace that the, that the initial traffic is going to drop. Yes. Right. Because you're changing your strategy. You're, you might not put as much out there, whatever. But one of the things I can be obsessive about looking at those metrics, Mm -hmm. but I think it's important to uh, understand that likes and um, traffic on your website do not pay the electric bill, right? And so- It's an ego stroke, certainly. Big time. And I think there is value in those metrics, but I can sometimes live there, like become. And so I wonder if you, I guess the question I have for you is, is that something you struggle with where you're like, oh, I need to, why aren't people reading Um, this blog? There are times I do, sure. I think I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. And I realize the content I put out um, has a means to an end. And so the means to an end is to hopefully give back, hopefully drive people to the website, and hopefully, you know, convert leads to customers. I mean, I'll be honest, that's what yeah, a lot course. of the content's for. Um, but it is easy to go down a rabbit hole. Why aren't people reading this blog as opposed to this one or this pot? Why aren't people listening to this podcast as opposed to that one? Um but again, I, you know, what I remind myself is I don't know what everybody's day is like. So I may put out a blog and somebody's day might be blowing up. So like someone who normally would comment on a blog and they don't, I'm like, well, did that blog just suck? Or <laughs> are they just, is life happening to somebody? Or maybe it just doesn't resonate. So I try not to look at it so much as, um, an ego stroke. I have, I'll be honest with you. There's times I have, um, but I really try to look at it more as it's a tool. Uh, It's an outlet certainly for me to be creative and expressive, which I I need. That's, that's an outlet for me, the writing, the podcasting, things Mm -hmm. like that. But it's also a means to an end. Am I giving value? So I, I try to look at if readership is down, if listenership is down, if viewership is down, the question I ask myself more than anything is, did I give the value I intended to give? in this particular piece of content. Yeah. Well, and I think just as a, just for those listening who might want to start content is like, yeah. I think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations of what those, those views are going to be. Um, you know, if you have five people look at your stuff when you first start, that's okay. That, and, well, and, and honestly, it's where you start. So. No, no question. And the other thing is you got to remember too, especially now, Oh, there's so much. There's so much content <laughs> out there and there's so much good content out there and there's quite a bit of shitty content out there too. So you have to cut through the noise. And that's why, you know, you and I, a lot of times people say, man, I can't believe you guys are so transparent about how you do things mm-hmm. and the way you go approach things. It's like, well, I, because I know I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah, not, no, it. you know, we're consistent. Like this podcast comes out every Friday at 7 a.m. We did an other podcast it did came out every Friday at 7am central time for four and a half or four, almost four years. Right. That consistency breeds loyalty. That loyalty breeds eyeballs. Yeah. And that's how, that's how it works. It's not a hard math problem, folks. It's really yeah. not. 
I agree. Cool. All right. I don't think we have time for my other topic. We can? No. No, I'm going to wait. No, <laughs> that's a tease, folks. That's what you call a tease <laughs> in the business. Um, so, Kirby, we are now at the mullet of the podcast. The party in the back. It is your week. I am putting down my notes because I have zero idea what we're doing on the mullet part of the podcast. Yeah, I'm actually excited about this one. If you, you generally, I want to give you credit, you generally are much more creative about this sort of thing than I am. But I uh, thought of this last night, made a few I, notes. So we're going to do, you know, we've, we've had these kind of Zoom meetings where there's happy hours, right? Yes. So this is going to be a happy hour, either or. Okay. Happy hour, either or. So are Happy you ready? Happy hour, either or. Are there any wrong answers, Kirby? <laughs> you know there are wrong answers. Okay. This is, I don't play that game, man. There's so, always wrong answers. So I'm walking in a Kirby Hossaman minefield right yep. now. Yep. All yep. right. Okay, ready? Yes. Okay, you're at, you're at happy hour. I am at happy hour. Free, ba- free beer or cold beer? Is the free beer warm? Or is yeah. it just dealer? Yeah. Uh, I'm going cold beer. Okay, so you're paying. Got it. Okay. Paying. Budweiser, Coors Light. Budweiser for days. Miller Light, Bud Light. God, they're both so terrible. I'm gonna go Bud Light. Um, I don't. I don't like Miller Light. I don't <laughs> like Miller Light at all. First of all, they spell light wrong. It's L I G H T. It's not L I T E. It's called branding. Second, it's called spelling. <laughs> it's called improper English. It's like calling consumer the CSI show, the CSE show or CES show or whatever I called it. Budweiser light all day long. Spuds McKenzie, who could go wrong? Okay. Uh, Sam Adams, Boston lager or Sierra Nevada pale ale. Sierra Nevada pale ale. I don't like Boston, uh, Sam Adams, Boston lager. I've tried to, now I will say they have some really great beers. I do like, I don't like their flagship beer. No problem. That's why I was specific. Yep. Whiskey sour or margarita. Margarita. Truly or White Claw? Uh, Bud Light Seltzer. <laughs> their, stra- their Bud Light Strawberry Seltzer is pretty good. Or the Corona one. Actually, the Corona one, uh, the Mango Corona Seltzer, not bad. It's pretty legit. I've, so, I've, never, I've had the Truly. It's crap. I've had the White Claw. Crap. So there you go. Okay. So Truly or White Claw? Truly. <laughs> Got it. Whiskey shot or tequila shot? Oh, tequila shot for days. Vodka Collins or martini? I'm going to go vodka Collins. Old fashioned or Van Halen? (laughs) So I'm going to answer this in the only way I can, Kirby, and I appreciate you knowing to ask this. (laughs) I'm going to go old fashioned while Van Halen's playing in the background. I knew. But, but, but. That way I can consume both. And that's really what it's all about is consuming good content, much like consuming great products like the good folks at Common Skewed have. Kirby, you know, they have that cloud-based platform we all know and love so much. It allows you to connect with your team, streamline your, work, streamline your workflow from anywhere, everywhere, and all places in between. Helps you run every aspect of your distributor business. CommonSkew has the tools that enable you to stay connected to your clients, stand apart from the competition. I love the presentations they create, by the way. Um, 
and close more deals to really, really, really grow your sales. So head over to comskew.com. Uh, good possibility you're not going to be sorry you did. So Kirby, I appreciate your party in the back. That was a good one. I believe I acquitted myself extraordinarily well. I didn't get everything right as you did last week. You really knocked it out of the park last week. I, I, I didn't come close to that. Maybe in two weeks when you have the party in the back again, I'll live up to that you high a, aspirational. You, you did a fine job, my friend. Fine is the worst word in the world. <laughs> That's right!